0: This is Courage Cast. Faith, inspiration and motivation for today. <music> well, hey everyone. This is Eric Nordoff and you're listening to The Courage Cast. Today is the last day of 2018 and it's also episode number 400. Woohoo! I need to put like a little applause thing in here because man, that this has been a lot of episodes we've been together. I wonder how many of you have actually listened to all 400 of these episodes. I'd be pretty impressed. I'd give you a t-shirt if you did. You'll have to let me know next time you see me or reach out to me uh, in the Courageous community. But so, how am I going to celebrate this this 400th episode? Well, I think the best way is not to make the whole show or not to make the whole episode a, you know, a, a kind of a summary of my favorite of the 400 episodes, favorite interviews, favorite um, messages, you know, those sorts of things. Those have all been great. I have really enjoyed every single episode. And if you like interviews, you can listen to a lot of the old interviews. If you like quick messages, if you like devotions, this is the podcast for you. Um, And if you're like me, you tend to get excited around New Year's time. It's an opportunity to look back on 2018, and it's also an opportunity to look forward to 2019. But this year, there's been a lot of different conflicting messages that have gone around in me over the course of the last few days, few weeks, as I've kind of thought about, and and probably that's why I've done three versions of this episode. The first version was completely different. The second version is completely different than that. And this version is completely different from that. And I think it's because I'm struggling with deciding where to land in 2018. But here is here's one thing that has kept coming up for me in the last two weeks or so. And it's a quote, it's an unknown person's quote. And it very simply says this, give yourself the luxury of doing only one thing. Give yourself the luxury of only doing one thing. It makes me think of so many things. It it makes me think of the fact that I am an Enneagram 7, okay, which is the enthusiast. I can get excited about a lot of different things. And I do. I get excited about a lot of different things and and I tend to be pretty good at most of them, you know? But I wonder I wonder if I could f- have the luxury and give myself a gift of just mastering one of those things, like being superhuman at one of those things. And I think there's two reasons why I'm like that in my nature. Number one is I just plain and simply get excited about a lot of different things. I simply see something and "Squirrel, squirrel. Oh, that looks fun. Let me try that. And, oh, that looks fun. Let me try that. And, and, and in, some, in some ways, there's an adventure of it. There's an adventure and there's a personal challenge to see what I can do and whether I can do it. And uh, sometimes it's just something I know I'm good at. And so I just like the feeling of completing it, completing that task or doing that task. But the second reason is that I'm scared. And here's what I mean by that. The second reason why I do a lot of things is because I don't know if I have the ability to be excellent or awesome at one thing, that I'm I'm afraid of the disappointment that I will feel if I focus on one thing. I'm afraid of missing out on the other things as well. Maybe that's the third thing. I'm afraid of missing out of the fun i could be having doing those other things maybe i'm not confident in myself enough to know that i'm making the right choice maybe i'm not believing that god is speaking to me about that one choice but there is a theme going on these last few days in my life today my brother-in-law shared with me um this thought that when you go into an ice cream shop and there are only three flavors, vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry, it's much easier to make a choice than if you go into a a ice cream shop with 31 or more flavors, right? There's a greater likelihood, research shows, there's a greater likelihood that you're going to leave that ice cream store wishing you had picked one of those other flavors, because there were so many options that you uh, almost have this regret or remorse that you didn't pick the right flavor. (laughs) Okay. I know that's a silly example, but that's true in our lives. There's a reason why people go into, uh, get rid of everything in their closet and just have one option. Why Steve Jobs and many other people just pick one clothing item, jeans and a black shirt it's why my partner in Scale Your Business, Sean, has an outfit every day of the week. He knows who he's going to wear Monday through Sunday, and he wears that same outfit. And there's a peace that comes with knowing that you've already decided, you've subtracted, you've removed all the options, and you're, you are making a simple choice. You are removing the stress and the burden of having to make yet another choice. So, that, that's a theme that keeps coming up in me. For 2019, something that God wants to work in me. And then, this morning, I get this message. It's from a friend of mine, Heather, who's Heather Wagner, who's in the courageous community. I need to interview her. She has an amazing story, and I will have her on some point. But she sent this to a closed group that I'm in with her. She does Doterra with us as well. She's a fellow diamond. And the article is from thegospelcoalition.org, and I'm going to read a lot of it because I think it's really powerful. The title is, Four Mistakes That Will Sabotage Your New Year's Resolutions. I'm going to put this in the show notes, so don't worry, I will link to this. Four Mistakes That Are Going to Sabotage Your New Year's Resolutions. And basically, the article talks about, are you one of those that when you get to the new year, you automatically think, that you are going to be super human, that you just write before the new year starts, you're writing out a million goals, like exercising five times a week, sticking to the budget, reading your Bible every day. And then when you finish writing those goals, you're almost jealous of your future self. He's going to be so spiritual spiritual, and so skinny, and he's going to be able to manage his finances. And then January happens And you find that making those resolutions is much easier than keeping them. And what started in a burst of excitement in a a year M7 ends in quiet disappointment, a sad liturgy of willpower failures that repeats every year. That's me, folks. I'm not alone. We're not alone. By February, 80% of us have stopped jogging, started sleeping in, or jumped headfirst back into whatever bad habits we promised to break. Why? And that's what this author has been on a mission to find out. This is Drew Dick or Dyke, Drew Dyke. Uh, So, he talks about that there are really four strategic blunders, four things that are huge mistakes that we all make. Number one, and this is a big one. This is the one I resonate with the most. Overestimate your willpower. Overestimate your willpower. This is me. I think I'm super Eric on, Jan- on December 29th, 2018. And I think that 2019, I'm going to be Superman and I'm going to instantly change. I'm going to run into a, uh, a phone booth And I'm going to change. I'm going to go from Dick Clark to Superman. That's what I think. I'm overestimating my willpower. And he says this. There's some great information in this. And see if you can relate. About 20 years ago, researchers discovered something fascinating about willpower. In a landmark study, participants were given a geometry puzzle to work on. The puzzle was impossible to solve. But the researchers wanted to test how long the participants would struggle with the task before giving up. Before taking the test, participants waited in a room with freshly baked chocolate chip cookies. One group was free to eat them. The other was forbidden from snacking. When it came time to work on the puzzle, the cookie eaters toiled for 20 minutes on the puzzle. The cookie resistors, meanwhile, lasted only eight minutes before they called it quits. Why the dramatic difference? The researchers concluded that resisting the cookies had drained their willpower. When it came time to solve the complicated puzzle, their reserves were already low. The study and hundreds of others since showed that willpower is a finite resource, one that depletes quickly. Of course, such findings merely illustrate what the Bible teaches us about our nature, that we're fallen, finite creatures. The author thinks of Jesus's words to his disciples when he caught them napping on the eve of his crucifixion. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Somehow I forget this reality, the author says. When I'm making resolutions, I feel like a superhero, like I mentioned. Temptations will bounce off me like bullets off Superman's chest. My resolve won't waver, yet that delusional thinking actually sets me up for failure. It leads me to set large goals and loads of them. Then, when the year starts, I quickly exhaust my paltry willpower reserves. In a cruel twist of irony, attempting to change multiple hit behaviors at once guarantees I won't change any. Part of the problem with the New Year's resolutions is that they're resolutions, plural. The wiser approach, identify one modest change, and focus on that until it becomes a habit. Your willpower is limited. Plan accordingly. Oh man, does that speak to me? Does that speak to me? Because here's here's the deal. A couple days ago, I did a lot of thinking on this. I wrote out all of my goals for 2019 my work goals. I have two big work goals. My body goals. I have three massive things that I'm going to change in my body. My financial goals. I have four things I want to change with my financial goals. My mental goals and my spiritual goals. I have two things in each of those categories. And that doesn't even include my relationships with Chrissy, with Alex, with Caden and Anthem. That's a lot of goals. It's a lot of stuff. Do I really think I'm going to do this stuff? And you should even, I'm not going to read them to you because I'm actually quite embarrassed about all the things. It's like I'm writing out all the things that I've been wanting to do this whole year and I haven't done any of them and I'm finally just saying, I'm going to do them this year and I write them all out and they're crazy, ridiculous goals. I'm going to be so stressed out. I'm going to be depleted of my willpower if I really, really try to do all of these things. So I'm going to take a look at this now with a fresh mindset today before the year ends. And I'm going to honestly look at what I want to focus. I'm going to pick one of these things and I'm going to say, this is what I'm going to focus on until I master it. This is what I'm going to focus on until I master it and it's a habit. And I'll know it's a habit because I will do it without thinking, without any willpower being depleted to do it. It'll be a, a joy, or at least it'll bring me a sense of satisfaction that I will have uh, developed in my brain because I've done it over and over and over again. So, it's that's the big picture. There's three other uh, things. Aspects, three other mistakes that will sabotage your New Year's resolutions. I'm not going to read them. I'm going to read them, but I'm not going to read the whole article about the these. The the second one is go it alone. Don't do like doing it without telling anybody. Be alone. Being alone, rangers. Lone rangers are dead rangers. We need each other, and so that's one challenge I want to throw out at you. If you don't have someone to talk to, or if you just want to share. The Courageous Community is your place, a safe place, a private community, go to courageouscommunity.com. You can there's a link right there to the community page on Facebook. Share your resolution. Share your resolution. The one thing, what is the one thing that you are going to focus on? Some people use one word. You know, some people use one word have their word for the year. I'm not one to do that very often, but I heard someone say this today again. Uh, Her name is Tara Langer and she's on our doTERRA team. And she said to me, she reminded me of something I said to her three months ago when she was getting ready to do something else. And she said, I remember when Eric said this to me, whatever you do, do it well. Make sure you have enough space and room in your life to do it well. And that is the truth. Doing it, well is important. Don't just be okay or good at everything. Be great at one thing, okay? And don't go it alone. Don't go it alone. Don't be a lone ranger because lone rangers are dead rangers. Iron sharpens iron, spurring each other on to love and good deeds. In Hebrews, it talks about Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen is iron sharpens iron. Hebrews 10, 24, spurring each other on to love and good deeds. We need each other. The courageous community, if you are not sharing this with anyone else or just with a small group and you want to share it with courageous community, this is your place to do that. What is your one thing, your resolution that you're going to work on? Number three, leave God out. Ooh, wow. That's That's a good one. That's a good one. It's a massive mistake. Keeping resolutions takes a lot of self-control. We think self-control is all on us. It's self-control after all. The Bible describes it as a fruit of the Spirit, something that grows in our lives when we're connected to God. Read Galatians 5.23. It is the fruit of the Spirit, something that grows in our lives when we're connected to God. When we neglect our relationship with God and fail to align our goals with His purpose, all that fruit is just going to wither away. In the end, it's grace, not guilt, that enables us to lead holy, healthy lives. Whoa, that's really good. And number four, wallowing in guilt. Uh, this is totally true. Uh, <laughs> I love the ending of this of this article where he talks about uh, researchers actually uh, have a, a, a term, they've coined a term for a tendency to basically say, I've already messed up. So what's the point of even trying now and just saying, what the hell? That's basically uh, what happens when you wallow in your guilt. Your guilt leads to hopelessness and it spurs even worse behavior. And I've found myself doing that. I've been what the hell all December. I've just said, screw it. I'm moving into uh, 2019. In 2019, I'm going to start off strong, but now I'm just going to blow it. And I've blown it in my eating, I've blown it in my working out, Um, I've blown it in in other areas too, Uh, work-related, I've sort of uh, backed off a little bit. Um, So, there's just been a lot of things that that I've seen I can relate in this article. I don't know about you, but I can relate to it. So, all that to say is 2019 is going to be different. It's going to be different for me. My my hope and my prayer is that I'm going to not do these four things. That I'm not going to overestimate my willpower. I'm going to focus on one thing. I'm not going to go it alone. I'm going to do this in community with my family and with the courageous community. I'm going to share it with you, and then I'm not going to leave God out. I am going to be tied to God, and my relationship with God will not falter and I will walk in his grace, not in his guilt. And then if there is some guilt that pops up from making mistakes and not living my life perfectly, I'm not going to wallow in it. I am going to learn to forgive myself. I'm going to realize that I'm forgiven and that God is the one that cleanses me from all of my unrighteousness. And that's where I can leave it at the cross right? That's where we can leave it. It begins and it ends for us at the cross. That's where we have our victory. That's where we get our courage. That's where we overcome our fear. And that's where we're headed in 2019. Who's with me? I'm pumped. Episode 400. I'm Eric Nordoff, and you're listening to The Courage Cast.